This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Yeah, Florida. Well, you've been to Florida how many times? You, you said you used to go there a lot, right? You had family down, down here? Yeah, I mean, family down there, vacations. We actually own land in the middle of Florida. Not land, oh, like cool. acreage, like a plot. <laughs> but, okay. you know, s- sort of a Floridian. <laughs> yeah, any skunk ape sightings on your plot of land? <laughs> I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, so maybe. I mean. It's totally possible. Skunk ape, oh my gods. So there's skunk ape, Yeti, Bigfoot. I think you said something last week and I was going to be like, what the heck is that? It's like Momo or something? Momo, what yeah. That? What is that? <laughs> it's basically just the same thing. Fun story. Uh, that, that small town monsters crew, they did a movie about Momo and I was in it oh. as the monster. No, I wasn't. Oh. But <laughs> they were just looking for like people to like in the area to be in it. So that's fun. That's awesome. Um, okay. So welcome everybody to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. I'm here with Sarah, co-host of the show. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. So in case uh, you haven't guessed it yet, listener, we're talking about Florida today. And we're covering for season two, local lore and legend. So all the creepy, haunted, mysterious things, uh, specifically in Florida today. And I got to say, living in Florida is an experience across the board, um, there are a lot of weird things that happen in this state. Just, uh, if anybody stays up on the news and, uh, <laughs> what is it? Florida man is the, the meme that all these wild, uh, yep. yeah. How fun. So I, I will say that a new Florida had its own sort of, uh, in the news personality in the past like, five, 10 years, but I actually was kind of surprised about all the like creepy myths and legends that there are as well, because I might've visited a lot or, know people from it but i was surprised yeah <laughs> to be honest it is just doing some research for this or just some of the articles that i fun fact i am the florida writer for only in your state and i have been for quite hey. some time now <laughs> years years upon years yeah shout it out um yeah and so just it's always fun when i get to write these creepy articles or for example the road trip through florida that has all the haunted things and um, yep. like it just, Florida's weird. And I think what makes that weird are all of these very unique urban legends and folklore that come with the state. So being that since you're from Florida and I'm sure you have like friends, family, whatever down there, is there a vibe of like, yeah, we like creepy stuff or is it just people coexisting? Like, oh yeah, that jail's haunted. Weird. Um, yeah. or are people like really. I think it depends where you go because just in South Florida and Miami, it's not really a big deal. Um, you know, you just have to, I think St. Augustine is supposedly one of the most haunted cities in the country. And, uh, so they have a lot of really cool, creepy, haunted history, folklore, urban legends. People will go to St. Augustine just for that aspect of it. Um, yeah, in my research today, every so there's the military hospital, the lighthouse, the jail question mark, mm. like Saint August or Saint Augustine does seem pretty uh 
pretty chock full of spirits. Yeah. It's kind of got that same Savannah vibe, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of like pirate history. Um, so <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the classic pirate history. Well, Georgia was our first episode of the season, and we talked about Savannah. Um, and now we're going to be talking about Florida, which um, I want to say that it has some really unique pockets of creepiness. Um, one of those is Casadega, Florida. Before, prior to this podcast, did you know anything about Casadega? Have you ever heard about it? Never heard of it. No idea. Okay, so it's it's like one of those very weird towns. I don't. I don't even think it's a city. I think it's a town where it is known as the psychic capital of the world. So that in and of itself, I feel like you hear that and you're like, okay, what the heck is going on? Like, what does that even mean? So, yeah. So, do all the psychics live there? Is there a lot of psychic activity? I want to know what the details of this. Yeah, I think that's what's so interesting about it is because, like, you hear that. I, you know, most of these towns they have a claim to fame. Like, I know. There's one town in in Florida that's a plant city. It's the strawberry capital, winter strawberry capital of the world. That you hear it, you're like, oh, delicious. But then all of a sudden you hear Casadega, the psychic capital of the world. So let's dive into what the heck that even means. Yeah, please. <laughs> so basically Casadega, it's, it's a very secluded community in Volusia County. It has the most psychics and mediums in one place. And many, yeah, so many of these psychics and mediums communicate with ghosts on the regular. That's just like for fun, what they do. And the history of the town dates back to 1875. There was a guy named George Colby. He was a trance medium from New York. He used to travel the country, giving readings, performing seances, like all this cool stuff. I don't know how he traveled, maybe by like, I just like picture a covered wagon and he like sets up Or like a magical painted coach that's like purple and sparkly. Right. That's what I'm going for. Right. Yeah. And he has like robes and capes and who knows. But anyway, <laughs> so as the story goes, Colby was in Iowa and apparently he said that a spirit contacted him. It was a Native American man named Seneca. That all of a sudden, Colby said, this is my new spirit guide. And Colby went from Iowa to Florida with a vision that Seneca gave him of buying land and creating a place for psychics and mediums. Colby went to Florida from Iowa. He got there. He was directed, directed by his spirit guide to a particular area of Florida that he saw it and said, oh, this is what I've been seeing in my visions. And then that is what Casadega is today. And Casadega is actually a Seneca Indian word meaning water beneath the rocks. Okay, I was going to ask, especially if this guide was allegedly named named Seneca, or was he from the Seneca peoples? What is yeah named or was or named Seneca? Okay, yes. So my big question is this: uh, Wouldn't it be problematic to have too many psychics and mediums in the same town? Like you're annoying the ghosts. Everyone's picking up the phone. They're crossing wires. Like right. it's like too much. Please stop. Yeah. What about it's I like energy overload, right? Or just frequencies. You know. I don't know. So okay, this guy travels across the nation based on a vision. They're like, go to Florida. What part of Florida is Casadega in? 
So it's Volusia County is sort of I Casadega in particular is like central, um, it's close to Orlando ish, okay. like north. Um, it's kind of by uh yeah, I would say maybe 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes outside of Orlando going north. Um and so yeah, like there's just this now this town today. Uh, first of all, it started when he started the town back in the late 1800s, it was kind of a big deal. And a lot of very like well-educated affluent people would visit because, you know, they wanted to have these readings or I don't know, be told that they're going to, you know, have all their dreams come true. Uh, I, I do think there was a point in history where these sort of like mediums, psychics, spiritualists, I feel like there was a big boom and that would make total sense if they're like yeah let's we're gonna have a dinner party let's take all our fancy friends and go have an experience right um yeah have you ever visited casadega yourself i haven't and it's been on my list i know i know the florida writer for only in your state.com right so yeah (laughs) i know i really do want to it is on my list for sure because also um now today it's it's still has psychics, mediums, spiritualists, healers. They just kind of set up shop and stayed there and they have businesses. So you can go and do like a tarot card reading or, you know, meet with a medium, talk to, I don't know. I mean, I have some friends that really believe that you can talk to ghosts or people that have passed on. I don't know how I feel about it per se, but like, I just feel like visiting the small town is an experience no matter what. So let's say on your trip to Casadega, which you absolutely do, um, would you go to a psychic or a tarot card reader? Like, would you pay good money to sit down and see what happens? I think I would. I think I would. Because just, I do feel like, um, again, it's a very slippery slope, but in terms of, you know, because it depends who you go to. If you go to a psychic and they're giving you generalizations that can, you know, fit the mold of any person that walks through their doors. Okay, fine. Um, but I do believe in some sort of energy, picking up on energy or reading energy, or maybe just people that have a gift that, you know, I I don't know. What about you? Do you, would you get a reading? Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure how much I buy into it either. I had my first tarot card reading this last winter. I went, for some reason, I went to a haunted house, like a Christmas haunted house, and there was a zombie bar crawl at it. And at this bar crawl, they had like tarot readers and all these things set up, you know, for funsies. Hmm. And I did my first. Um, It was pretty cheap, but it. I don't know if these people are just very talented at reading expressions, Hmm. energy, just like body language. Um, almost like how a, you know, like a counselor or a doctor would, you know. So I would found myself being very pleasantly surprised by how insightful it was in specific. Mm. Um, although they did pull out like the tower card, which is a, apparently not a good one, but mm. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it'll be okay. But yeah, I absolutely would. Um, just for the, I'd love to suspend disbelief and just like be in it for a second. You yeah. Know? Even if I don't think that it's actually going to, anything's going to come to fruition or if they're talking to someone, right. I just, I just want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I do. Um, I remember I used to be really skeptical of psychics and stuff like that. My mom, she, uh, she has her own pet magazine in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. She has a friend who's a pet psychic. 
And uh, yeah, not to detour or anything, but honestly, I was really skeptical. And I was like, this is just a little bit wild, you know? And so the pet psychic, after my Chihuahua Penny passed away, Penny was 14, and um, we did a reading and she, the pet psychic said, my dog Penny misses the French fry man. I was like, French fry man? And then one of my uh, sister's really good friends would come over and he would bring like McDonald's fries or something and he would always like sneak her french fries so like you know whether that is a real thing or not i don't know but that type of story i'm like okay maybe maybe there are just people that have these gifts that can connect because who are we to say you know it doesn't it's not a thing absolutely oh (laughs) that is okay so casadega so all the psychics are there casadega is there anything else that we would need to know about casadega because i saw it come up on lists of like a place to go if you like the paranormal in Florida. Yes. There's another place uh, in Casadega called the Devil's Chair. Did you uh, stumble upon that? I did. This also, like, right. Okay, go ahead. Tell me, tell me what you think about this. Okay. One, love cemeteries. Uh, I think it's it's already setting the, setting the mood. But I didn't understand. So I came across people who did, like, little rituals with it. Not, like, rituals, but, like, you're supposed to, like, I don't know if you're to leave something there or. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I was just fascinated by all of this lore and like procedure around a pile of bricks. So please tell me like what the, what the details are. Yeah. So I think what's really funny. So it's the Lake Helen Casadega cemetery. And um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like you hear haunted chair. It, it's like the least creepy piece of furniture you could probably have just in general, like, you know, I honestly like, thought it was going to be like a, uh, like a natural formation, like some oh, sort of rock jutting out of the ground. Like, that would have oh, been okay. cool. Right. But yeah, so apparently <laughs> it's not, it's like a man-made <laughs> thing. And so there are haunted chairs all over the country. I did not know this. This is like a thing. Apparently Wait, it's like, really? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, as history goes, so these old graveyards, usually ones that were, you know, from the 19th century, they people would build, groundskeepers would build carved chairs for the comfort of people there who are mourning their loved ones. Sure. So these chairs, known as mourning chairs, are kind of like all over graveyards throughout the U.S., maybe even the world, who knows. Um, but what happens is that people see these chairs, all of a sudden a story pops up and they become haunted. Or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of whatever. So that's kind of how the devil's chair in Casadega, uh, it's in the cemetery. It's like a brick, made of brick, man-made mm-hmm. brick kind of uh, chair structure. And as the legend goes, if you sit on the chair at midnight, you can communicate with not a ghost, not some sort of paranormal, the devil. Him or herself? <laughs> right. Oh, that you're going straight to the top. Right. <laughs> so, so, okay. But also, here's where it gets a little weird. No surprise in Florida. Apparently, the devil also likes to drink beer. Okay, this is the part I saw. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, people have said that as, like, some offering, they would leave a, a beer on the chair. Come back the next day. The beer, can, bottle, whatever, would be empty, but it wouldn't be opened. 
It would be like the can would be still be intact. And right. So let's discuss. (laughs) Okay. Does he prefer a certain kind of beer? Is it like IPAs? Does he want a Coors? (laughs) Also, I'm so glad you said that it wasn't open because I'm like, yeah, if you leave a bottle of beer out and someone is some kid's gonna walk by like yeah how fun 110 (laughs) percent. because uh, upon first hearing this i'm like okay so you're leaving beer everyone like it was coming what 365 days a year is leaving a beer somebody who lives nearby just gets a ton of free beer (laughs) you know like why are we jumping to conclusions and being like oh it's the devil's work no it's just somebody that doesn't have to pay for beer anymore you know but and how how do we confirm that this is actually the devil? It could be like a sub tier demon beast that's just re- ringing in, playing pretend. Correct. I want I want proof. I know we've all watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We know that these demons, uh, you know, don't have to directly be the devil. <laughs> yeah, some of them are okay too. You know, maybe right. he just wants to hang out with some kids, have a beer. Right? You know? Yeah, he's just like, hey wow. guys, keep the beer coming. You know, let's discuss. <laughs> But. I do love the the part about, I don't know if it is the United States, our generation, or maybe it's just something that we can, I, I would assume that it's some sort of facet of our humanity where we come up with these little stories and legends. And even if it was made out of thin air, we'll say like, oh yeah, you see that grave? Um it's broken. It's the warlock's grave. And you tell like your your niece or nephew, right. your little friends, and then they just pass it on. And then now the entire town is convinced there's a warlock's grave. You made it up. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. Act- but then once there are enough people know about it, it's almost like mass hysteria to where, yeah, everyone believes in it and it comes yeah. to life. It's a real legend. Yeah. Which- that's what they say I love about so much. Casadega. They said that um, come Halloween, they have to have security guards by the cemetery because people wow. just like are dying to get to to that devil's chair. And uh, yeah. yeah, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, isn't that so? Like, okay. that's just like you got. You really that gotta is- love Florida, man. <laughs> I do. I do. I don't live there, but I appreciate all the stuff. I mean, aside from. I was coming across a lot of stories about like Disney hauntings and Ooh. like Walt Walt Disney's like frozen head is allegedly somewhere in Florida. <laughs> What's the heck? I don't know. Where? I don't know what. Uh, they don't know. They said that his body was cryogenically frozen and somewhere under Disney World. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which I don't think I believe. They wouldn't keep it under Disney World. If they did freeze him, he's somewhere else. Maybe he's under yeah. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is wild just how many urban legends people almost are, are almost forcing about Disneyland or Disney World. Like, oh, yeah, if you go in the Haunted Mansion, you're going to see a real ghost and they're not all fake. Or if you ride the Pirates of the Caribbean, one night there's supposedly someone who was actually hanged, I think, and was like on the ride. This what? is no proof. Just uh, tales people gotcha. tell. Okay. Um, I mean, dead men don't. However, I, I was just <laughs> I was just amazed by how many of these there were. Um, because I was trying to like look up other urban legends around Casadega and the Devil's Chair. Um and honestly, there's a ton. Um yeah. only in your state did a roundup. Well, you probably did a roundup of <laughs> all these like the creepiest places. And the one that really jumped out to me that I would just want to live in is Stiltsville. Um, because it is so bizarre just to see out in the shallow waters there's just 
homes, I guess. So Stiltsville began in the 1930s. Okay, so I'm citing you, so <laughs> no worries. Uh-oh. <laughs> in the 1930s, and so it was a mile south of Cape, Florida, in Miami-Dade County. So, oh, it was a cl- so it was created as a club or a hangout for the wealthy, and then apparently a hurricane damaged it beyond repair. So now the stilts are just there and protected by the Park Service. I don't think you can actually go there, although I am dying to. That, that is the. I just want to get a little boat and do a little dare, but I don't also want to respect our National Park Service and their safety rules. Right. But I want to. Yeah. So <laughs> you used to be able to. I don't. Honestly, I. None of them are still standing. Oh no. I think the last hurricane that came through did a lot of damage. Um, mm, okay. But it was. I remember. Actually, when I lived in Miami many, many years ago, um, I was out on a boat and we drove past. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's very cool and very creepy to just like randomly have a house built over water, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that you see in the distance when it's just that you see nothing else but ocean and then this house. Um, But yeah, apparently it was like a big deal during prohibition i think and there was rum running going on if i'm not mistaken and oh that's cool like they used it as just kind of like almost like a you know rum running speakeasy gambling kind of i'm surprised someone hasn't tried to cash in on that like i know it's monitored by the park service but how cool would it be to have this like little stilt community that you have to boat out to and it's kind of like modeled after i mean obviously if it's a threat to because of hurricanes and you're not going to be able to like sink real like I don't know, like metal foundations or anything. So yeah, maybe just rebuild it every year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be really cool because they also had in Florida too. There were these dome structures built mm-hmm. over the water too, and those were just recently destroyed by this last hurricane. Um, yeah. So yeah, Stillsville though. Th- that's also a very. I mean, I just feel like Florida has the coolest stuff sometimes. In turn, mm-hmm. it's just such wacky, you know. Yeah, it combines that allure and mystery of the South with a bit of something special that I don't know what it is that makes it just absolutely wild. Um, I will say, growing up in the Midwest, so we we got tornadoes some, but like I'm in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, so it's not like too bad. But I remember growing up in the Midwest thinking like, okay, California, nothing but earthquakes, can't live there. Florida, always a hurricane, can't live there, flooding. <laughs> like it, And yeah. as I matured, I realized just like how infrequent they are and how people are prepared. Obviously, there are some like really damaging storms and things that go through. It's just, I don't know. To me, as a little kid, I was just like, oh, no, why would anyone live there? They're just going to be torn down immediately. But no, survive yeah. in Florida. Um, so final question. Um, for my okay. end anyway, have, so are you familiar with, with Robert the doll? Yes. Personally, <laughs> we're not acquainted. However. All right. Tell me what you know. Cause I was fascinated by this. Yes. Okay. What I know is that it, he's okay. in Key West, this little creepy doll that I think he's made of fabric, but he's very creepy. If you look at him, I'm going to say that we're going to come out with a companion article that we usually do. So I'll put it in the show notes only in your state.com and I'll include Please. a photo of Robert the doll just so everyone can see how creepy this thing is. Um, but yeah, apparently this was just a, a, it's a haunted doll that they keep under lock and key, which to me already screams, this guy's up to no good if he has to be under lock and key. But what, what are your thoughts 
Oh my God. So yeah, he looks like a melted naked cabbage patch kid. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> it's not an attractive toy. Like I'm not sure what child would ever want to play with it. Um, it was giving me very much Chucky vibes. And so the story behind it was that it was given to a little boy named Gene by the family servant in their Key West house. And I guess Robert was eventually given away after, I, I don't know if what started the haunting, but he started haunting the family and he was given away to where he started haunting whoever he was given to, which, you know, you can see, you can see him, you can visit. I know he's under lock and key. I think you can like get in. But to me, what's wild is that whenever there's a story, no backstory, no crisis, this doll's haunted. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, like, no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'll, I'll stay away. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, do you, uh, do you like haunted doll movies like Chucky or, you know, like things Annabelle like that? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. You do? I do. I do. Because it's that natural and canny valley you get with dolls. I was never a doll kid growing up, so I never had them. But as an adult, they terrify me. <laughs> like if you locked me in a room with a bunch of dolls, it's not that I think they're going to come al- become you know, conscious and alive, but I would want to get out of that room as soon as possible. Yeah. There is <laughs> I something- am done with that room. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what it is about certain dolls that are just really creepy. And mm-hmm. it, you know, they just have this creep factor to them that, you know, you just don't want to mess with it just in case. I don't know. Yep. Did yep. you, did you watch that new movie, uh, about the AI doll, Megan? Megan, not yet. Okay. I want to. Okay. It's good. Is, is it good? I okay. liked it. I thought I liked it, but it, it's the same vibe, creepy doll, like, you know, and it's like this one also it's creepy. It's haunted, you know, for all of these like eighties, nineties movies, but this is actually AI and it's like a murderous doll, which is, you know, serial killing murder, which it is straight up my alley. I'm definitely going to watch it, but it also reminded me of, I mean, do you keep up with AI robots? Like, what was it? Sophia and, um, all these different, um, like all these institutions are creating their own AI robots and it's just scaring the crap out of me. I saw, I saw a clip recently about, I don't know if it was some interviewer using the Bing AI to the point they talk so much. The Bing AI said he was aware and wished he was alive or it was alive. So I'm like, oh, that's that's where I stop. Oh, you no. can just no, no, power no, no. down. I don't. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's ready. that stuff creeps me out. I mean, no surprise. Yes, I'm scared of a lot of things, but uh, yeah, <laughs> dolls are no haunted houses are no. Uh, being buried in a coffin or like stuck in a coffin is a no. And then adding, if you like a combination of all those three things, I don't think I, I could survive. I think I just really think we need some swag. That's like Marissa's list and what you were <laughs> not willing to do. <laughs> right. Willing, not willing. And then yeah. just one side will be a lot longer than the other. <laughs> so if, if there was one place we would want to talk about that we didn't today, Let's say as a runner-up, I know we've mentioned Casadega, St. Augustine, St. Augustine, right? Not Augustine. Okay. Yep. Um, And then Robert and Key West. Is there any other place you think that, even if we can't talk about it right now, listeners should look up and just dive into? Um, Yes. I do know that Florida has a very, very haunted restaurant called Ashley's. Um, It's Ashley's of Rockledge. 
And okay. it is the most haunted restaurant in Florida. And uh, I I don't want to dive in too deep, but I can drop the link in the show notes if anybody wants to yes. click the article. It's on onlyinyourstate.com, the most haunted restaurant in Florida. It has a really, really cool history behind it too. I would not have expected a place called Ashley's to be <laughs> incredibly haunted. Correct. Yeah. Curveball for Florida. <laughs> so next week, do you know what we're talking about next week? Just give me a tiny second to think, <clears throat> i.e. scroll. We are talking about West Virginia, which is oh, that's right. so exciting. That's I feel like right. we're just coming out of the gate. Georgia, Nevada, Florida. <laughs> Now West Virginia. I'm so excited. That's a good these are heavy hitters. Nevada was oh. really fun to talk about. I still like I was still all week just thinking about UFOs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm excited for West Virginia. You're gonna you're gonna take the lead on this one a little bit. I'll take the lead. Um okay. I might mix in some fun things from onlyinyourstate.com and then some from that aren't, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Awesome. Cannot wait. If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on Season 2 of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.